0: Hello, and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Shouse, and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today.
1: We're glad to have each of you with us. On Fridays, we like to take our podcast down a specific theme. And here this month, the month of May, We're using the idea of slowing down. You know, the month of May begins the first Saturday of the month in Louisville area with the Kentucky Derby. And the month ends in Indianapolis with the Indianapolis 500. Both of them are about speed. How fast can you go? And so we've taken that concept and flipped it over and want to talk about how we need to slow some things down. And so we've titled this month, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast. And in our first lesson, we talked about waiting on God, the idea of patience with God, then we moved on to talk about waiting on others, the patience we need to have with one another in our fellowship and as someone grows and things along that line. Well, today we move on to the third segment in this series, and we want to talk about the overcommitted family. Uh, I think that is a problem some many of us have. We, we've kind of fallen into this, and we look at our schedules, and they are just filled we can't find a weekend free for anything, and it has just caused a lot of stress and a lot of problems. Our, our culture offers so many choices today, and that can be a blessing or that can be a curse. Uh, we remind ourselves that Solomon said in chapter three that there is a appointed time for everything, and there's a time for every event under heaven. Our problem is finding what that time is because (laughs) it just gets so busy from school to sports to activities to scouts to gymnastics to music lessons. We just run from practice to game to this, to that, to this, and the end of the day, mom and dad are tired. We throw in a few graduation parties here and there, a few weddings here and there, and already the, the counter is filled. And we are just running crazy. And I think we'll talk about some reasons for that here in just a moment. But I, I think this is something that a lot of American families deal with today. And there is some fallout from this. And we need to see it from a biblical perspective how there are maybe sometimes we just need to pull the plug on some activities.
0: Yeah, I like the use of the word overcommitted because when I commit to something, what I'm really saying is yes, right? Yeah, I'll I'll be there. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I'll I'll help with that. Yes, we'll sign up for that and all of those yeses might be to Good things, some even better than good things. But if we're not careful when we are overcommitted, the best things— can be choked out, right? It it reminds me of the way that Jesus really began his teaching in Luke's gospel. His most foundational parable in Luke chapter 8, of course, was the parable of the sower. A sower went out to sow his seed, and that seed fell on all different kinds of environments. One of them, in Luke chapter 8 and verse 7, some of the seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it A little later on in the chapter as Jesus is asked he he gives the explanation for the parable he's not really talking about seeds at all he he compares the seed to the word of God and what does it mean for this word of God seed to fall among thorns Luke chapter 8 and verse 14, as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. You know, Roger, this phrase as they go on their way that describes maybe a a good view of of life even this past week. I mean It started on Sunday morning, and we made our way to the church building, and then we made our way to out to go out to eat, and then we made our way to a couple of afternoon activities. We made our way to the church building on Sunday evening. We made our way back home, and then it just seems like we've been making our way from thing to thing to thing to thing all week long. And there's nothing inherently wrong with cares and riches and pleasures of life. But what does it look like, would you say, when I am overcommitted to those things?
1: Well, let's first of all talk about why that seed was choked out. Now, okay. now we understand it literally in a farming perspective, you know, you, you've got this little seedling coming up and the weeds always come up faster and taller than that little seedling. And those weeds growing taller than the seedling, they're going to grab the sun before that little seedling does. They'll grab the rain as it comes down before the seedling does. And so it's going to make that little seedling really struggle. And oftentimes it will wither because it's not getting the nourishment because the weeds have choked it out. Now, when we take this out of the farming perspective and put it in our lifestyle, what what we're saying is there's only so much time. Yeah. There's only so much time. You, you you can't say, well, you know what? I you know I've got a busy weekend coming up, and so I'm going to go over here to Target and I'm going to buy me myself another five hours. <laughs> you, you can't buy five hours. You can't do that. You can lose five hours, but you can't find you can't buy them. And then there's only so much energy, and, and, and that's another part of this as well, because even if you have the time, just running from here, running to there, running to there, you just get tired. And that can make us cranky and stressful and things like that. And then so many of these activities involve money. And I want to sign my kid up for this. I want to sign my child up for this. And, And so the time, the energy, and the money choke out, and we are just left, and what we really need to be focusing on, that little seedling that came from God's Word, simply is not growing because
0: all of our time, all of our energy, and all of our money have
1: gone to other things. Yeah, it's
0: interesting to me how Jesus describes cares, riches, and pleasures of life, the same apostle Peter who would have heard that parable wrote in first Peter chapter one about the living and abiding word of God. And he leans back to Isaiah and he quotes, All flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains Forever, Don't you get the sense that we're being given a, a pretty healthy dose of perspective here? There are always going to be cares of life. There are going to be riches of life, pleasures of life, but those things do not last. What does last is the word of the Lord. And so just foundationally for the rest of our discussion, if I allow the cares, riches, and pleasures of this life, this temporary life to choke out the living and abiding eternal word of God, I've got a perspective problem. I've got a commitment problem
1: absolutely. And, and I think there's a couple reasons behind this. I think I think from a parent's perspective, sometimes we feel like, well, my child may be left out or left behind if, if we're not getting him all these things. He needs to learn how to play soccer. He needs to learn how to play the piano. He needs to learn how to do this, do this, do this. And, and, and we're just running from activity to activity because we feel like, well, he's going to grow up and there's going to be some dimension in his life. As a parent, I failed. I never introduced my child to this. And everyone else got it, but my child didn't. And we're going to have all this guilt. I think that's that's one reason why we do that. I think another reason is as a parent, we've we've got this idea that my child must always be busy. My child must every moment he's awake has to be happy. And I I remember a time uh, when my kids said when they were a teenager, dad, I'm bored. I said, good. (laughs) I just kept on walking. You know, you know, as Matthew was talking about, uh, In the, in the book of Matthew chapter six, Jesus was talking about worry and stress. He used two illustrations just from common life. He talked about, look at the birds, observe the lilies of the field, he said. Sometimes we're just so busy we don't have time for that. Just sitting on your back deck and just sitting, having conversation. Without having to be in a hurry, let's, let's inhale supper because we've got to go over here. We're running behind. From that, we're going to go over here. From here, we're going to go over there. And we, we just miss life. And and I often wonder, and I think this is a serious thing parents need to ask themselves. 20 years from now, 30 years from now, the Lord allows my child looks back on life, Hmm. his childhood. What's he going to remember? It's going to remember. Okay, my house was always picked up. Mom and dad was at everything. You, know, you know, just what's going to be his fondest memories? I, you know, when I think as a child, my fondest memories wasn't playing little league baseball. I loved doing that, but it was sitting around the table with mom, dad, my brothers, and my sister. That was fun. If I could go back and do one thing again from my past, it would be sitting around the table and just all of us laughing and talking and sharing and enjoying life. But that takes time, doesn't it? And so when we think about this lesson, slow down, you move too fast, that overcommitment is is, is going to have a cost to that. It's going to have an effect upon my children. It's going to affect upon me right now as a parent. But more than anything else, as Jason has begun to take these layers with us, it's going to have a big spiritual impact upon us.
0: Yeah, I, um, I heard someone share just the other day, uh, and I... I have been thinking about it ever since then. Many of us as parents have 18, maybe 19, maybe 20 summers with our children at home. You know, here we are at the very beginning of summer. 18, 19, 20 summers is not very long. You do a little bit of math, that is less than a 1,000 Sundays. Now... A thousand Sundays maybe at first sounds a whole, like a whole lot, but just today, your day today has more than 1400 minutes. You think about how quickly those minutes go by. And as quickly as it seems like those minutes go by, those thousand Sundays go by in the Blink of an eye, it seems like at times, which means, okay, if I am so overcommitted, if we are so overcommitted, if we have said yes to so many things that, I mean, Monday through Friday, we are just running in the red the entire time, and then the weekend comes, and it's just full of all sorts of extracurricular activities, maybe things that some of us are doing together, but God and His will, His people assembling with His church just continues to get pushed over and over and over to the background, I've got an overcommitment problem. I mean, even before the children of Israel inherited the promised land, God told them, I want you to work for six days. And on the seventh day, I want you to rest. He even expected the land to be given periodic rest, right? And we understand as New Testament Christians, we don't observe the Sabbath day the way those people did on the seventh day of every week. But Roger, I would argue we've got an even greater, more significant day, the Lord's day, the first day of the week. If that day is devoted so much more to hockey and golf and football than it is the Lord and his people, we've got an overcommitment problem.
1: Yeah, so let's let's explore that for a moment. Uh, Tell us what the Sabbath day would have looked like for a typical Jew back in days of Israel.
0: Yeah, they were expected to prepare beforehand because the amount of work they were able to do was very limited. The amount of travel they were able to do was very limited. It had a positive physical effect on their minds and their bodies, right? As the Lord literally made them slow down But it was a day where the Lord was to be first and foremost at the forefront of their minds. He's the provider, right? It would have been very easy for these agricultural people coming into this land for the very first time to say, Listen, we got to be busy. What do you mean we're going to take an entire day off to honor the Lord? And this day, it was a way that God was teaching them to trust him.
1: Yeah, and what's so impressive about it, it wasn't say, okay, I've got this day off of work, so, so we're going to go over here to King's Island, or <laughs> I've got this day off of work, so let's, let's travel over here to visit Grandma. Let's, no. No, they, they stayed home, and it wasn't like we're going to sleep till noon either. We're, we're going to have this special meal, and we're going to focus on God, and we're going to remind ourselves that our whole week, our whole lives are focused and surrounded by God. And so what they would simply do was unplug. And that is something that we're hearing more and more in our culture today. And in our culture today is a physically unplugging, just sitting down with the family for a meal, but no phones, no TV. Well, what are we going to talk about? Well... (laughs) let's just find out. Let's just talk and have conversations and to not be, you know, one thing our culture loves is noise. There's always noise. And from the moment a person's up to the moment a person goes down, there's constant noise to have some time just to silence, just to think. You know, we, we have some hymns that bear this out. You know, take time to be holy or sweet hour of prayer. We, we, we hear those hymns and we think, well, I'm just too busy. I, I'm just too busy. And we justify that by a busy lifestyle. But what we do is we're cutting God short. We're cutting ourselves short and we wind up with a very superficial, shallow faith that doesn't take very much to knock it over. And so, To get those deep roots in God, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some unplugging and some connecting, fellowshipping with the church and how
0: valuable that is. All right. So, Roger, before we're done, let let me circle back and maybe put a practical pin in this. Uh, I highlighted toward the beginning of our episode that to be committed to something is to say yes. Yes. And if I have said yes, if we have said yes to too many things, the natural outcome of that is to be overcommitted. And so is it okay to say no? Absolutely. First and foremost to your
1: kids. You know, cause they, they want to do everything and you just can't do it. Uh, you don't have the time. You don't have the money. So sometimes you have to say, no, we can't do that. Sometimes you have to say that to friends. Sometimes you have to say that to yourself and you have to realize, okay, on this day, we're just going to stay home. We're having a family time together and nobody's coming over and we're not going anywhere and we're, we're not having any conversations on the phone. We're just going to be with family. And connect with one another. And so I think that's a valuable, valuable word to say. And that is the word no. No, we can't do that, but you don't ever want to have to say that to God. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And so the one I'm going to cut out this weekend is going to be worship services. So I'll say no to God and, and. Our modern times today is, well, I'll just catch it on the live stream later. I'll, I'll just go back another day and look at it. That's not the same thing. And, and we should never fall in that trap because we need to be with God's people. There's something about being there live That is that cannot be
0: replaced by anything else. No doubt about it. That idea of saying no, uh, it always makes me think of Nehemiah in Nehemiah 6 and verse 3. Obviously, it has a context, but I love how he says as messengers have come to him asking him to do something, to go somewhere, to be involved in something, he says, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? That work is for first and foremost to be the kingdom of God, right? Jesus, Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Next, it ought to be in my own home. There are times that I've got to say, Nope, I can't go golfing today. I'm doing a great Work at home, my marriage, my family can't always be put on the back burner. Maybe kids would love to be involved in half a dozen activities each. No nope. right now we're doing a great work, and we can't do that it's all a matter of perspective, right? But I love how you highlighted from the beginning of our episode this is a modern American problem that is not slowing down anytime soon.
1: It's not. And so it's up to moms and dads to take charge of these things. You can't let... The kids uh, whining and crying dictate your schedule. You can't let the pressure from other parents. You have to decide this is what we have to do for our family. And first and foremost, whether your son can shoot a basket, your daughter can sing like a bird, before all things is that my child knows the Lord and walks with him. If I lose that,
0: I've lost the most important thing about being a parent. Slow down. You move too fast. Three episodes down, one to go. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound, and the best is yet to come.